of and so the mind reels podcast and or vlog depending upon which format you're watching this in as you remember or recall if you are even aware last uh, episode i mentioned some foreign films I had some recommendations for uh creativity and expanding your mind to uh another part of the world and how people tell stories and and shoot movies and and uh you may not be familiar with that and i like to imagine that somewhere Someone may have said, you know, in the comments, but they didn't just, you know, let's imagine they did. Let's be creative here and imagine they said, you know, hey, that's great. You know, you got the films there from France and your 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 Italy and your Japan. But what about the American films, brother? What about the good USA? What about what about our directors out there in Hollywood and elsewhere? Well, OK, chill. I got I got you. I got some. There is just as many great films that were made here in the United States that actually, you know, influence some of the foreign films that we that I recommended the last time and vice versa. There are some foreign films that influence some of the American directors. And uh, we'll take a look at just a slight handful. These are just kind of um, some nuggets that I pulled out of my collection uh, in no particular order of greatness or otherwise. Let's just get right into it. Let's go. Let's go. Really Americana here, and uh, do uh, John Ford with John Wayne, The Searchers. I mean, you can't get more Americana than this, and this is kind of the uh, the Western that set the standard, in, in a sense, in, in, in a lot of ways. It's um, John Wayne, um, Ward Bond, Natalie Wood when she was very young, and John Wayne has to uh, search, basically hence the title, uh, to find Natalie Wood, who was kidnapped early in her life and it all turns out well no spoiler alert they 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 find her but just how they do and how they go about it is great and it has the uh, the iconic um framing of the door with john wayne standing out in the uh landscape that a lot of people have stolen you'll if you see it in this film you'll see other films you go ah there's the searchers there's the searcher shot so highly recommend john ford john wayne those are any really any John Ford, John Wayne, going back to stagecoach, etc., is 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 worth your time. But this is the uh, penultimate western by which all others are graded. That's not true. That sounds sounded good. Okay, now let's turn to uh, another icon, and we'll do Francis Ford Coppola, of course, The Godfather. Uh, I saw this when it first came out when I was a little kid back in 1972, and begged my mother to take me to go see it, and she did, and. Um, I've probably watched this movie maybe every year since. I've even taken some film classes where we studied a lot of shots in here, shot by shot, and I got to see some of the inside of what Coppola did in order to make this. In fact, now, this is not a plug, it's just letting you know on Paramount Plus, they have this film called The Offer, which was based on the uh, production of this movie and how it all came to be and some of the behind the scenes things that they went through with the actual uh, American crime families and getting this this film made. It's it it's a wonderful uh, kind of big backstory uh, on this and makes you want to watch this again like two times a year now instead of just one. Staying with uh, Coppola, 
And we'll move on to, uh, we've done American crime and Western, so now let's go to war. Um, Coppola's uh, Apocalypse Now. Again, I saw this when it first came out. And just an amazing, as someone, a friend of mine described it, uh, you want to know what an acid trip is like? It's this film. Also, I was involved with a theater group who did a um, performance piece based on some um, letters that were written during Vietnam. Uh, a piece called Dispatches and, and others were gathered. And we took our uh, performance piece, our little uh, theatrical performance, to uh, perform in front, of, in front of some Vietnam veterans. And uh, one of the actresses at the time asked one of the veterans, So, what was it like being in Vietnam? Yeah. Cringe. Uh, and he respi- responded, um, Well, the movie in Apocalypse Now. You go into a cinema, feeling all good and normal, and the lights go down, you sit there in the dark, and your mind totally gets messed up for two and a half hours, and then the lights come up, and it's time to go home and be normal now. And that's what it was like being in Vietnam. It's time to go home and be normal now after your mind's been totally messed up with. So this film uh, depicts war, of course, based on the uh, Joseph Conrad novel, uh, Heart of Darkness. This is Francis Ford Coppola's interpretation of that novel and his uh, kind of statement on Vietnam. Just, uh, I just recommend watching it. Just, just know that it's, it's really going to um, leave an impression on you. Now let's move to comedy and some of uh, my favorite contemporary uh, directors, writers, and that is the Coen Brothers. One of the first films I ever saw by them, Raising Arizona, Nicolas Cage, Holly Hunter, uh, John Goodman. Wonderfully funny, funny movie. I remember the first time I saw it, I was just astounded uh, insofar as like, my gosh, this is like a comic book on screen. Just the dialogue. But once you get used to their dialogue and their sense of humor, it's another, I watch this film quite frequently. That's why I own a copy. So I don't have to wait for it to come around on the TV. Uh, on the TV. Um, I don't know where that accent came from. Sorry, I think it was Holly Hunter in this film. But I always had this bit that I wanted to do at one time to write where a, um, a character is um, eating supper or dinner and smoking a cigarette at the same time. And I saw this film and John Goodman actually does it in this film. Great bit. I don't know him personally, though he is from St. Louis and actually grew up in Afton. Where I grew up, uh, we never met, and he did not steal that bit from me, though I would like to think that he did, and he thought it was funny, and he used it in this movie, but that's, that's really not true. Racing Arizona, funny, funny comedy caper, escape from prison, burning from the law, love story, essentially, if I can encapsulate that. Now, st- sticking with the uh, crime, uh, let's go to... Uh, Mr. Kubrick, and we're not going to do um, Clockwork Orange, though that is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, Paths of Glory, which was another one. Spartacus, um, Lolita. There's tons of uh, Kubrick. Uh, Doctor Strange Love, another one of my favorites. Uh, I'm just going to go all the way back to the beginning and the killing with uh, Sterling Hayden, who was also in The Godfather. Sterling Hayden, this is a caper, noir, gritty, crime. Uh, telling uh, about uh, um, some guys who uh, are doing a, a heist during a horse race basically essentially and it has a wonderful cast you can really see uh, Stanley Kubrick learning his chops 
learning um, positioning of the camera, directing of the actors, getting what he wanted out of that. This is where he really, he really started, and you can really see him coming into his own as a director, doing a noir type film. If you really like those type of things, like gritty crime city night heist T type things, The Killing by Kubrick. I highly, highly, highly recommend. Of course, you can go with um, Arthur Penn, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, Faye Dunaway, Warren Beatty, Bonnie and Clyde, Michael J. Pollard, Gene Hackman are in this. Um, it's a wonderful kind of retelling, I guess loosely based on their the actual Bonnie and Clyde. Typical 70s crime, th- crime uh, genre at that time where, you know, you had your Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, those those types of movies, the Wild Bunch with Peck and Paw, the slow motion, you know, death scenes at the end with the ambush, the, kind of the slow motion thing going on. This kind of epitomizes a collection of all of that coming together in, in this film. Um, some great performances and some great writing, great cinematography, great storytelling all the way around. Even though if you're familiar with Bonnie and Clyde in the real life and you know what's going to happen, it's worth just watching to, to watch it, someone's interpretation and, and getting it done. Now, getting back into the Americana, the good old USA type films, I think this is what we're really famous for and this influenced a lot of French directors that I covered in the last one like Godard and uh, Melville and uh, Truffaut and uh, John Huston, The Asphalt Jungle. This is another noir keeper. Uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, film. Some great performances in here as well. John Huston's kind of like first foray. And also, if you'll notice a little actress over here, Melanie Monroe, this was her first uh, film, I believe, if I'm not, not mistaken. She's in it very briefly. But it was her first, uh, I guess, break into into cinema, and uh, it's really worth checking out the storytelling. Again, it's another one of those, you know, if you like the caper, nighttime, gritty city type deal. Here you go, right there, the asphalt jungle. Now, take a breath, everyone, shall we, and clear our minds, and let's go into comedy. Here, there's a juxtaposition for you, and let's go right to the big ones. Marx Brothers, okay? Not at the opera. Um, they, these guys kind of really expanded comedy. Opened, opened the doors for, you know, doing asides, doing improv, doing uh, uh, ad-libs. Uh, uh, you can watch one of their films probably a hundred times and catch something every time you watch it. And, you know, I have. It's just like I watched this. Well, well I didn't hear that line before. I didn't hear that aside before. Now, talk about breaking the, for- the fourth wall and not really... Uh, kind of, you know, giving a uh, giving a care about uh, what was going on, establishment or anti-establishment wise. These guys really epitomized comedy, uh, just expanding what you could do and what you could get away with and what you could say and what you could could uh, look like or even in Harper's case, not say, just make noise. And Marx Brothers, forays the 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 pioneers of. Uh, Pioneers of comedy, in 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 my book. Now this next one is just going to be a little controversial, because this uh, gentleman, I believe, was canceled. But I have to say, when I was very young and in high school, I used to listen to a friend of mine had this album called The Nightclub Years. 
uh, by Woody Allen, and I used to listen to it, and I memorized uh, quite a few routines of his. And uh, when this came out, Annie Hall in 1970-whatever it was, when, I think it won Best Picture. I went to see it and hated it. I thought, this is the dumbest, I don't know what's going on. It's jumping around, they're breaking the fourth wall, he's got subtitles, he's got all these things going on, and it wasn't until, you know, I started taking film classes and learning about film, and and uh, Bergman, and uh, Fellini, and these different people, and then going back and watching this again, going, oh my gosh, I get, I get it now, I get, I get what he was doing in this, and so far as the narrative, and the storytelling, and the way it, it kind of jumped around, and it broke the fourth wall, and was very expressionistic, and and the humor, my gosh, the humor in this, it just, it, it had me laughing. And, um, you know, again, say what you will, but he was a big influence and this was a this was a great film. I have to admit, though, I have watched it again recently. And he does, his characters, neuroses, and New Yorkness kind of gets on your nerves after a while. And, uh, you know, that's not one I return to very much anymore because, not that I've canceled him, just that, it gets kind of annoying after a while. And let's end on this note. Uh, the genius that is Charlie Chaplin in modern times. I saw this at a local cinema when I was a kid. My mom took me to see this. And this is the last incarnation of the little tramp whom, of whom Charlie Chaplin was noted for. This character. And this is not really, I would say, a silent film. Even though he does not speak and it's kept the silent kind of genre going there is sound in it there are other people say things and you you can hear them but it's the last time that the little tramp appeared he walks off in the sunset of course at the end paulette Gar- good uh pollard my goodness paulette goddard probably just butchered the crap out of her name uh is in this um and it was really kind of a. Uh, I mean it's funny and funny funny the bits that are in this my gosh are hysterical it's really kind of Charlie Chaplin's um, commentary on modern society at the time, you know, of course, that this was made with uh, automation coming into be and factories and, and things happening and kind of modern times taking over the old ways, you know, even taking over the little tramp, as it were, and sound, you know, coming into, into cinema now and, and you had to speak and you had to make noise and it's, it's kind of an allegory of, uh, of what what was going on with with Chaplin and he does a beautiful 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 job of telling the story so there you go those are kind of my picks for some American movies just uh, kind of covered the crime Western war and comedy it's kind of the backbones and and those um, films and those directors were influenced by some foreign films that I talked about last week and actually some of those Foreign film directors were influenced by these Americans, the John Houston's and the uh, John Ford's. Um, even uh, Coppola probably was influenced by Fellini and Fellini by, you know, it kind of a, it's a fair exchange. Somebody does some kind of incredible shot, you know, like from like a, a Hitchcock using the, uh, let's zoom in and dolly back at the same time as, as Martin Balsam falls down the steps in Psycho and then Spielberg picks it up and uses it in Jaws and then, you know, each person would, would watch someone else do something and just it would open their mind to oh wow what a what a what a great idea for a for a shot or setting up this shot or telling the story or and you know 
revealing some kind of exposition of this character, we can do it this way. Everybody learned from everybody. And though these films that I showed you today and the ones from the last are all kind of uh, the backbone of what can be done, how things can be expanded, how minds can be opened, and just not your typical storytelling. That's usually what I look at. If I, if I can guess within five minutes how this thing's going to end, you know, it's not, it's not for me. A lot of these, I had no idea where they were going, and they, they enriched me. So there you go. Those are my picks for uh, classic American films. I recommend all of those. I'll link them below. I don't know why people point when they do that. I know where below is. And uh, I, I recommend, highly recommend you check out these or the ones I did in the, uh, the last one. So until next time, hopefully these will make your mind real. See, because it's a movie and it's a real and it's just, it's not really, it's not a dad joke. Really, I wasn't trying to do that, but it looks like I did. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Okay. You can go now. You can turn it off if you want. It's fine, I don't care.